Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the Lesson 159. I hope you are having a good experience of these, this, this handful of lessons, these currently one, lessons 151 to 160. These are just such beautiful, there's just such beautiful gold and platinum buried within the words of this stretch of lessons. There's just so much to be gained. And I've been, I've actually been reading the Bible lately. I, for whatever reason, there's this guy, there's this kid. I met, I think I mentioned him. I have mentioned him on the podcast, this 19 year old or 20 year old minister in training. And, um, yeah, I think I talked about this already. He, he's, he mentioned the book of Proverbs to me. And I was like, wow, like for whatever reason, I just knew that I should go check out the book of Proverbs. And then I found that, then I found a, a Bible on a ride. I was taking a one wheel ride and I found a Bible. I think I did tell this story and <clears throat> excuse me, I started reading the Bible and, um, the, the book of Proverbs in particular. And it's basically like lessons for right action and, or, or words for right action or, or, you know, specific instructions on right action, particularly regarding like adultery. And it talks about the, it talks about the adulteress, like what the adulteress does. The adulteress, the adulteress invites you to her home. Her husband has gone out of town. He left with money. He'll be back at dusk. She lays out the bed and, and burns oil and incense or rubs oil on the sheets and burns incense. It's just like, it paints out this picture of the adulteress, you know, who's like dressing herself in silk and in, inviting, inviting the simple fools over, the simple man. So there's a lot about the simple, what it means to be simple and what it means to be wicked and what it means to be a fool. Or it refers to the simple man and the fool and um, the wicked man a lot in this, in the book of Proverbs and it's just really funny because I picture the simple man being seduced by the adulteress. The, the simple man, of course, being, being myself from time to time, actually. I actually haven't taken part in that sort of activity since my drinking days. But still, it was, ki- it, was ki- it was kind of like exactly how it was described in the Bible, right? Now, the difference between that, you know, the traditional... Christian view, the traditional Bible view and Course in Miracles view is that Course in Miracles would say, well, we forgive this person. This is what Jesus would say. We forgive this person. The person knows not what they do. And you can embrace the Course in Miracles way and also laugh at and also learn something from the traditional way. So, you know, just because, you know, we want to forgive her because we're carrying around our own subconscious guilt doesn't mean we want to engage with her or or him or him by the way or them or they for real um we it so so it doesn't this is where it's really easy to pull a course in miracles cuz you can just go oh well you know it doesn't matter that she's married i mean i, I there's no sin it doesn't really matter it, She's just, uh, you know, I had to have sex with the married woman in order to heal my own subconscious guilt. And I've actually had a conversation with a person that very much involved that, them sharing this with me. 
She's like, yeah, I hear you, but I think we're kind of missing the point. Anyway, hilarious stuff. Check out the book of Proverbs. I mean, it's very specific, and you can't help but be drawn into it. You cannot help but be drawn into the words. It's just fascinating stuff. So without further ado, Lesson 159, I give the miracles I have received. No one can give what he has not received. To give a thing requires first you have it at your own possession, have it in your own possession. Here the laws of heaven in the world agree. So in order to, to give, you must have. Here the laws of heaven and the world agree. But here they are also separate. The world believes that to possess a thing, it must be kept. Salvation teaches otherwise. To give is how to recognize what you have received. It is the proof that what you have is yours. So as they say in the recovery community, you have to give it away to keep it. Recovery would be a perfect example of this. You understand that you are healed when you give healing. You accept forgiveness as accomplished in yourself when you, when you forgive. You recognize your brother as yourself and thus do not perceive that you are whole. There is no miracle you cannot give, for all are given you. Receive them now by opening the storehouse of your mind where they are laid and giving them away. Christ's vision is a miracle. It comes from far beyond itself, for it reflects eternal love and the rebirth of love which never dies, but has been kept obscure. Christ's vision pictures heaven, for it sees a world so like to heaven that what God created perfect can be mirrored there. The darkened glass the world presents can show but twisted images in broken parts. The real world pictures heaven's innocence. So again, we can picture the innocent, we, we can see the adulteress as the innocent child that she truly is. And, and that, that, that action, that quote-unquote sin, is really just, according to Course in Miracles, a cry for help and is deserving of a radical quantum sense of forgiveness or quantum application of forgiveness. Christ's vision is the miracle in which all miracles are born. It is their source, remaining with each miracle you give and yet remaining yours. It is the bond by which the giver and the receiver are united in extension here on earth as they are one in heaven. Christ beholds no sin in anyone, and in his sight the sinless are as one. Their holiness was given by his Father and himself. Christ's vision is the bridge between the worlds, and in its power can you safely trust... I'm turning into an actual... I'm starting to sound like an actual minister. And in its power, can you safely trust to carry on from this world? Okay, I will stop. Don't worry. I will no longer subject you to this. And in its power, can you safely trust to carry you from this world into one made holy by forgiveness? Things which seem quite solid here are merely shadows there. Transparent, faintly, faintly seen, at times forgot, and never able to obscure the light that shines beyond them. Holiness has been restored to vision, and the blind can see. This is the Holy Spirit's single gift. 
the treasure house to which you can appeal with perfect certainty for all the things you can contribute to your happiness. All are laid here already. All can be received but for the asking. Here the door is never locked, and no one is denied his least request or his most urgent need. There is no sickness not already healed, no lack unsatisfied, no need unmet within the golden treasury of Christ. Wow, that is just one of those whoppers. I'm going to read it again. There is no sickness not already healed, no lack unsatisfied, no need unmet within the golden treasury of Christ. That is some beautiful stuff. Here does the world remember what was lost when it was made. For here it is repaired, made new again, but in a different light. What was to be the home of sin becomes the center of redemption and the hearth of mercy where the suffering are healed and welcome. No one will be turned away from this new home where his salvation waits. No one is stranger to him. No one asks for anything of him except the gift of his acceptance of his welcoming. Christ's vision is the holy ground in which the lilies of forgiveness set their roots. There's a lot of talk. There's multiple times lilies are referenced in the course. It's beautiful. This is their home. They can be brought from here back to the world, but they can never grow in its unnourishing and shallow soil. They need the light and warmth and kindly care Christ's charity provides. They need the love with which he looks on them, and they become his messengers who give as they received. Take from his storehouse that its treasures may increase. His lilies do not leave their home when they are carried back into the world. Their roots remain. They do not leave their source, but carry its beneficence with them and turn the world into a garden like the one they came from into which they will go again with added fragrance. Wow, that is beautiful. Now are they twice blessed. The messages they brought from Christ have been delivered and returned to them, and they return them gladly unto him. Behold the store of miracles set out for you to give. Are you... Sorry, I lost my place. Behold the store of miracles set out for you to give. Are you not worth the gift when God appointed it be given you? Judge not God's son, but follow in the way he has established. Christ has dreamed the dream of a forgiven world. It is his gift whereby a sweet transition can be made from death to life, from hopelessness to hope. Let us an instant dream with him. His dream awakens us to truth. His vision gives the means for a return to our unlost and everlasting sanctity in God. I mean, these words are just oozing with love, oozing with divinity, oozing with the Holy Spirit. This stuff is absolutely wondrous. And as I've said before, I understand why a traditional Christian thinks that this stuff is folly or of the devil or false God or whatever. I understand it. But the experience I end up with of myself and others as the result of applying these principles and applying these prayers 
and doing the work to my best ability, it it makes it sets up in it sets up life in such a way that you don't you don't need to def, to defend it. So I'm never going to. Um, there's this is one of the lessons or one of the the verses in. Proverbs. This is Proverbs chapter 9, verse 8. Who he who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself, and he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer, lest he hate you. So I looked up what scoffer means. A scoffer is someone who is determined not to change their mind. And I have been one, I'm one who's been known to try to rebuke or to rebuke scoffers on Facebook and it's pointless. It's like trying to change, you know, when the whole Trump thing was in full swing, trying to, trying to change a Trump person's mind, rebuking a scoffer. That is pointless. Lest he hate you. Do not correct a scoffer lest he hate you. And so there's no reason for us as Course in Miracles students to try to pit the Course in Miracles Jesus against their Jesus. And, well, I'm better than you because I denied religion, uh, unlike you because I'm smarter than you. And I really just want you to know how stupid you are. So I'm going to share with you that I'm a Course in Miracles student who demonstrates Jesus's forgiveness versus just points their finger at others like you do. See, that would be rebuking a scoffer, correcting a scoffer. Pointless, pointless. So we take on... Humility. We take on the humility of Christ and we go out into the world and we just quietly and profoundly change the world as we elevate ourselves to the kingdom of Christ in heaven. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Thanks to each and every one of you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
Sing along, I'll sing them to the world because I know they'll sing along. So I'm 